The BYU Cougars edition of the Big 12 College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our own Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Preseason episode previews keep coming along in the Big 12. We got preseason number 11. Go check out Houston, Cincinnati, and West Virginia that we have done already. And next up, we got the other Cougars, the better Cougars, according Mm. to uh, my co-hosts over there. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And I am joined by, hey, BYU fans, you're going to like this guy because he was born in Provo, Utah. I was. He's got, he's got family in Ames, Iowa, too. Go figure that. And he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. It, notice the backdrop there. Um, from one mountain to the other mountains. He is a West Virginia grad rambling. Rush, give it up. What is going on, man? I am just enjoying the nice official drink of the good gospel of BYU football and Mormons everywhere. Some delicious diet Coke goes great. When you are talking some BYU football, funny story too. uh, As some of the fans know out there, for those that don't, my parents, actually my uncle and my brother went to BYU born in Provo, as Ryan said earlier. And my brother was there going to BYU when they finally allowed uh, caffeinated diet Coke in the, uh, the eatery area. He said, that he wa- rolled in to get some lunch one day in between classes. And he said there were news cameras everywhere. And he's like, what is going on? Is there like some big go- thing going on? And he said, and then a friend came up to him and was like, dude, they're, they're letting us drink like caffeinated Diet Coke now, man. Like it, it, it's happening. Like they're doing it. And so every news reported on it. It was one of the biggest stories in Provo. So a, a, a cheers to BYU for, for being slightly caffeinated. And let's have ourselves an episode, Ryan. Yes, and BYU, all BYU fans, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll drink some Diet Coke in the morning, mm. but uh, in the afternoon, I actually prefer alcohol. So <laughs> we won't be on the same wavelength or same uh, alcohol intake, I guess, ever. So when you guys come to Morgantown, uh, it's it's going to be polar opposites. You got the Mormons, you got the meth heads, as we like to say. So, but maybe a new rivalries brewing. We had a hell of a game at FedEx Field years ago. And uh, what year was that, Rush? 2016? 2016. Yep. Yeah, because we both were at the Taysom Hill game. Fantastic game. Kind of a preview of the Big 12, where, yeah. every, game, where every game is a total crab shoot. But let's rewind real quick, Rush. 2022, BYU finishes 8-5. and five. They win the New Mexico Bowl. Um, Kalani Sataki. Mm-hmm. I didn't butcher that. Did did Good I? Good job. No. no. Hey, there you go, BYU fans. I got that right. I I only practiced for uh, forty five minutes before the show. <laughs> uh, he is in his what seventh year at BYU now. Dude, he's and... actually been there a minute. Yeah, Bronco yeah. Mendenhall left yep. for UVA. Broncos last game he coached the Las Vegas Bowl against Utah. That was twenty sixteen. Yep. So so the twenty fifteen season. 
mm-hmm. into 2016. So, yep, do the math that from there. Yeah, shout out to Wikipedia. <laughs> they they uh, it's his eighth season, there 56 and 34. I don't have a conference record because he's never been in a conference. Like you said, took took over for Rocco Mendenhall. Kind of a interesting stint, would you say, Rush, where he started hot nine and four mm-hmm. in 2016, and kind of a little bit of dip in year two. Then really went off in the COVID year with Zach Wilson. That was such a fantastic team. I love that team. I mean, that that's I felt like I was ahead of the Zach Wilson movement before everybody latched on to him. What do you think of these Cougars, though, man, coming over from the independent um into the Big 12? Well, I think this is the first time in program history where they play 10 power five schools because they were what in the whack back in the day, then Mountain mm-hmm. West, then they went independent. Something with their independent schedule and what what they did a really good job of, Ryan, is the fact that the mentality is we'll play anyone anywhere. Is we'll, okay, maybe we are an independent. Maybe the Pac-12 didn't want us. How well is that working out for you, Pac-12? But anyway, we'll get (laughs) to that at another time. Um, And and we said, screw it. We'll play play Power 5 teams. We'll play... We'll play the best of them. We'll play even some local regional rivalries. Why we get Utah State a lot, Boise State in there. Those have been some pretty good games. So they they've never they've never been scared of a challenge. Um, you know, sometimes it's you, you've had great results for a minute. Sometimes you've had disappointing results of it. But I I think and Colby and I were talking about it on the BYU preview that if the four teams coming into the Big Twelve that for if you were to pick one to make the Big Twelve championship. This is probably the the team to do it because of the, the, their prior uh, resume and, and and the teams they've played in the past. Yeah, and, and to rewind real quick, eight and five last year. Right to your point, mm. five and eight against the spread, so they really weren't got good for uh, the gambling crowd. But you mentioned it; they played. They didn't play cupcakes schedule. They played Baylor mm. at Oregon, Notre Dame in Vegas, Arkansas. Uh, at Liberty, that's not a cupcake. Mm-mm. Boy, at Boise, and then they ended at Stanford. That's a cupcake because Pac-12 and Stanford <laughs> suck ass, and that's why that league's going away. But uh, Rush, let me ask you this: just about last year, eight and five, weird year because they started Very weird year. four and one, then hit that October wall where they couldn't win a bad. game, and they got blo- they weren't just losing; they were getting blown out. But then finished strong, win the bowl game. What was your take on these 22 BYU Cougars and just, ha- I mean, just can they take anything from last year, the last four games headed into the big 12? Yeah. I think the main lesson you learn from them and something we talk about on the Ryan and Russ show where we cover West Virginia sports is you're never, it's never as good as it seems. And it's never yeah. as bad as it seems. They're a team that gets very streaky and a team that's very, can be emotional sometimes. Sometimes it helps them. Sometimes it hurts them. But you can't let one loss become two losses. And I think there's sometimes like looking at that Oregon game last year, the third game of the season, right? You you go out, you crush South Florida, you beat uh, number nine Baylor in overtime. Who you know you'll you'll see again now in the Big Twelve. That's actually if you want to talk about that's going to become an interesting rivalry, the Baptist versus the Mormon. Baptist, there's, yeah. Seriously, yeah. That that watch that rivalry start to take shape here. Um, in the next coming years, because they they've played they've started to play each other consistently, and then you go out to to Eugene and just lay an egg. It's it's they they they'll win like that one game, and then they can't follow it up, and then they don't follow it up, and then they should win, and it kind of just no pun intended creates like this avalanche sometimes. But sometimes they it's an avalanche in a good way where they get one win here, and that stumbles them into the 
a win there because what we saw yes last year, pardon me, is we had four losses, right? That it's really started with that Notre Dame game in Vegas. Obviously, they get killed by Arkansas in Provo, which was too bad. Um, the at Liberty at Liberty game, tough game. Liberty was a lot better than we think. And then what we're seeing there because of those three losses, they end up losing to an East Carolina team. But you know, they they figured it out from there. Uh, won won the remainder of their games, actually won the New Mexico Bowl, which was a famous uh rematch of what was it, the 1980 Holiday Bowl where they where they threw the uh the miracle pass um and, and, and won the game at the end. So I think for BYU to be successful this coming year, I know we'll get to the the schedule here soon, is it, it's definitely that one game at a time. It's going to be a little overwhelming being the Big 12. And, and and you just can't you can't let one loss become two losses because we've seen that in program history. I, I think they've done some things, and we'll talk about it too, with their new defensive coordinator, where because they've been in the, the quarterback factory, because they've had – such elite offenses in just BYU history that that defense has always kind of had that mentality of, Oh, we'll play back on our heels. Our offense will get us. Our offense will get us. And you know, your offense can't show up every game. So I think they're finally getting the right pieces in place to, to, to avoid kind of streakiness, but it also is kind of in BYU's nature to be streaky. So just one of those things, it is what it is. And you just got to do the best you can with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, and it really is going to be interesting just with the way that they've scheduled, how they're going to transition over to uh, the Big 12 in 2023. Before we touch on 2023, I got to shout out our Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon because it is the perfect place for the diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 free or free first place prize plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast and ad-free uncensored show highlights the best stories from decades of being DGENs. There's even a Discord channel for all you patrons out there. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and will always give out their free picks to their patrons. Is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Mm. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's one more time, SportsGamblingPodcast slash Patreon. All right, Rush, let's transition right into 2023 for these BYU Cougars. Already touched on it with Kalani Sataki, best name in the Big 12, head coaching-wise at least. Uh, 56 of 34, year number eight. Uh, everybody watching on YouTube.com uh, right now, TCE, uh, SGPN, sees our graphic with uh, at the bottom, the little ticker there. Shout out to Cameron Kerr. BYU, their win total is set at in Vegas over under five and a half. 100 to 1 to win the Big 12, 500 to 1 to win the national championship. So I don't think they're going to be winning it all this year, Rush. But hey, probably not. We, yeah, you never know. Hey, I, I remember TCU's over under last year was around five and a half or six and a half. But uh, let's talk about their portal. Obviously, mm-hmm. they get Slovis uh, from Pitt. I'm not the biggest Slovis guy. No, but, it's a very uh, weird thing having Slovis go to BYU. Yeah. What was once your enemy last year, as us being West Virginia fans, is now. I guess an ally. <laughs> yeah. Give me your, give me your uh, scouting report and grade on if you had to grade this transfer portal incoming sure. and outgoing, do you think they won the portal overall or lost it? So I'm actually going to give them the slight edge that they wanted, And here's why I think their most important portal addition 
wasn't actually a player. It was someone I brought up earlier and their new defensive coordinator, Jay Hill. He was the head coach at Weber State, did a hell of a job at Weber State. And I think he's someone that when Sataki is done at BYU, for whatever reason, um, he wants to be the next head coach at BYU. And this is him uh, trusting himself and making that investment to be next in line at BYU. Uh, What he's planning to do with this defense is get aggressive, not play back on your heels heels part of me um disguise different coverages and, and just basically used along the lines of kind of that defense and keeping that offense back and not sh- not sure where you know where they're coming from who's spying we have eight up eight back and especially when you have the home field advantage of the mountains in that elevation and you don't know what's going on you can you can tire out an offense uh pretty quickly so i'm really looking forward to seeing what what, what he's um, designing up. And I'm really glad we'll get to the schedule here in a second, why they don't have uh, like an Arkansas to start the, the season while they have a chance to get their defense to kind of settle, but moving to the transfer portal and the players they have now, obviously we talked about Slovis. If Slovis can stay healthy, that's, you know, and that can be a big if, but if he stays healthy, that's, uh, it's going to be good for BYU. He brings some experience from, you know, used to be at USC and Pitt, and now now at Brigham Young, um, that that type of experience will help him. And I think in a transfer portal era too, for a school like BYU, where uh, you know why BYU would struggle in the past getting recruits is because they don't want to do the four or five years of the Mormon lifestyle, the honor code, that sort of thing. Because even if you're not Mormon, you still have an honor code to sign, and you you still have to follow. Uh, the, the the rules of Mormonism, whether you believe in it or not, it's 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 what it's it what you what have to is. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. But now players can go from okay, I couldn't do it for four to five years, but this is an historic program with with amazing quarterbacks that have been there. I can suck it up for a year or two if it means I'm going to be on the next level. Because look, Jaron Hall's now playing for the Vikings. Obviously, you brought up Zach Wilson. You know, John Beck from the early 2000s. Even Max John Hall had it. Yeah. And now as a quarterback coach for, for a lot of guys in the NFL. So it, it's it's a great school for a quarterback. Now, moving on from the quarterback, a big pickup where I don't – nationally, I don't know how much it's being talked about. I know it's being talked about a little bit in Provo. It is Aiden Robbins coming over from UNLV. That is a great uh, running back that they're, they're going to need a lot of carries from him, especially – uh, you know, when, when the elevations kicking in and, you know, they, they want to ground and pound and wear down those defenses, you know, handing the, that ball right off. Um, unfortunately, you know, they lost some players in the portal, obviously no Romney's on the team anymore. And I have no idea how to feel about that. It seems like forever there's been a Romney uh, on the BYU football team, obviously with Mitt Romney being a Senator there in Utah, it seemed like the, the Romney blood runs deep. I mean, they're one of the early founders of the Mormon church. So I, I don't, Interesting that there's no Romneys, but you know, that's no besides doubt. the point. But the uh the Barrington brothers, the two offensive linemen decide to transfer to Baylor, decide to go to, uh, to the Baptist school, and those are two big losses for them. Um so I, I would say their portal is probably about even, but if you want to consider the defensive coordinator Jay Hill, who I brought up originally, and now the schemes he'll be bringing up, I, that that helps a lot. Yeah, I, I I like I like uh, the new defensive coordinator as well, and I I'm with you. I like Robbins coming over from UNLV. I think offensively, 
Slovis has been better when they've had a good running game. And I think BYU will still be a uh, physical team up front. Um, I think the best player on their roster is the big fellow Kingsley Suamatia. I can't pronounce his name. Oh, we'll be working on our pronunciations. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of Polynesians. And they got a lot of experience up front in the trenches. And I think that translates. And I think that's going to help them translate in year number one in the big 12. I mean, on the defensive side, they're they're good in, in the trenches as well with uh, with uh, Tyler Batty over on the edge. Mm-hmm. So I think I like this BYU team from an offensive line and defensive line. It's just going to come down to it can Keaton Slovis not turn the football over and play consistent, which he has not done pretty much at all in his career, other than maybe the early days at SC. It's he has potential. It's always. He just reminds me of that player, and you could just fill in the blank with any type of yeah. this type of player of, we know your ceiling, but are you going to reach it? And yeah. maybe a school like BYU is perfect from him, kind of away from the distractions, away from, you know, I mean, I mean, you're at BYU. All they do is just to focus on football. So you might as oh, well no. do it, get yourself right. And next thing you know, you could be like a Jaron Hall um, in a year or so and have a chance at, at making an NFL squad. So he'll it, it, it'll have a chance. I, I think health is more of a concern right now for him. Um, and then, you know, he stays healthy and, and, and get, has support around him. And then he can do some good things. Yeah, he uh, he needs to stop chasing the tail. And that's why he went from USC to – uh, to uh, pit pussy, it's always undefeated, always will be. So uh, he needs to stop doing that and go over to Underdog Fantasy because the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on tons of NFL player props, and it's available in tons of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure you enter the Best Ball Mania where the first place gets $3 million. I could use that. Head over Mm. to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 100% deposit up to $100. That is the underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talking BYU Cougars coming Mm. over from the Independent. They are the only one coming over from the independent. We got some Americans. We got the uh, independents. The Cougars are going to kick off their Big 12 campaign in the non-con against uh, the Bearcats of of Sam Houston State, who are also transitioning from FCS to FBS uh, into Conference USA. Rush, this is kind of a tricky opener. I know we just did Houston the other day, Mm -hmm. and we struggled with that game. I kind of... I like BYU here, but I, I kind of it, – it's a, it's a slippery slope here. Tough spot to open up against a feisty team. What do you think? Yeah, and I would probably ask – obviously, we'll, we'll cover this as it gets closer, but right now I'm feeling that you would actually take the points with Sam Houston. I think what we talked about with Jay Hill putting in a new, a new defense, there's, there's going to be a lot of um, experimenting. There's going to be a lot of figuring things out. Um, which is why I'm glad like this is a year where they don't open up against like an Oklahoma or an Arkansas or, you know, fill in the blank there. So it, it could, you know, they're going to have to figure out a couple things. It is my favorite time slot of, of 10, 15 as the big oh, yes. 12 try, tries to expand uh, westward, but it, it should be a good game. And it, it definitely probably will be one of those games where it's going to be 
close, at least for the first half, where you're like, ooh, is, is BYU actually Big 12 worthy? But as, as we know, it, it just it's they're going to be sorting things out. They, they, they will win this game. But uh, I, I don't know what the spread is right now, but I, I, if I bet on this game, which I probably won't bet on because I don't want to bet against BYU. Um, I would probably pick Sam Houston with the points. Don't lie, you'll bet on it. It's a 10 15 game. That's oh, like that's an auto good. bet. <laughs> that's, I'll, I'll, that's, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll know Sam Houston's going to cover, but my stubborn ass will still choose, still bet on BYU. And that's probably what I get because Mormons don't bet or they're not supposed to gamble either. So what I'll get for betting on BYU, it'll, it'll be like, nope, Sam Houston's going to cover. So, but in terms of wins and losses, BYU will win this game. I want to say I just saw it. I'm pulling up my app again. I want to say that BYU's laying 22, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you. I lean the points, especially with the motivation factor of going from the FCS to the FBS. And I and I like what you said. Uh, I think the defense is going to be good, but it's going to take um, a couple games with the new system. Uh, yeah, BYU's laying 23 currently. FS1, and let me do you a favor, uh, ESPN, FS1, whoever it is. Saturday, October 21st. Saturday, November 11th. Saturday, November 18th. Those times are all TBD in their home games in Provo. Don't fuck this up. Those are 10 <laughs> o'clock games. Don't put them at 3 o'clock or 7 o'clock. No. Put them at 10 o'clock, especially with the Oklahoma game. Make them play at 10 o'clock in their final road game before they go to the SEC. Dude, absolutely. The 10-15, it's the best. Like I said, I was born in Provo. I naturally yeah. aligned to that 10-15 time. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm another big fan of your mark. Let's let's get these 10-15 games rolling. And they honestly, they've done a terrible job in the past recent years. There's been like some Saturdays, Ryan, where we've turned it on. Like, how are there only three games on right now? Yeah. So it's use that time, especially with well, betting and nowadays. Yeah. Keep, keep it going. Hell, I want a one fifteen Hawaii game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah well, get me in the Saturday morning. This is a perfect example because they play Southern Utah, the Thundering Birds, the next week. Yeah, it's a little brother in the, their FCS, but this game's at 3 Eastern. Nobody's going to see this game because of when they're playing it. So uh, do we both have them at 2-0, I assume? Yeah, we'll put them at 2-0. Okay, yep. So we're seeing eye to eye. 2-0 for the Cougs before they head to – Woo Pig Suey, um, mm-hmm. where they got absolutely housed last year in Provo. Revenge angle game, but man, that's a tough place to play. Where are you going here, Rush? Give me your breakdown. It, can, it can is a tough get revenge. It is a tough place to play, but I think this game's going to be similar to the Oregon game last year where they lost 41 to 20. But I also think it's going to be one of those short term paint for, for long term success kind of get your ass kicking in and then you start big 12 play the next week at Kansas. I don't see this. Obviously if, if you win great, but I, 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 there's some Arkansas. We know it. We've seen it year after year. There's something about them early in the season down in Fayetteville, just, just ready to go. And, and I, I think BYU will lose this game. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't see them going into Arkansas and getting a win, especially in prime time. Um, I looked though, Arkansas does have LSU on deck, potential look ahead a little bit, but I don't think they're going to be looking ahead for no. BYU. That's a big game, SEC, Big 12. So we both got them at two and one, especially in the SEC. You could almost say every game's a look ahead game because of how yeah. 
tough the schedule is. And, you know, in the SEC, especially when you're not playing SEC teams, get your wins when you can. So I'm just hoping I'm wrong. Well, I'm hoping I'm wrong in the sense that BYU wins that game. But I'm hoping I'm wrong where at least it's it's a hell of a game. It's a close game. It's, It's not the Oregon game that I feel like it's going to be from last year. Yeah, no, I, that that was the one where it, it was kind of alarming. We saw big-time holes on the defensive side of things for yeah. BYU. We saw what, what what was to come in October. Speaking of what's to come, here comes the Big 12 opener. Man, mm-hmm. they, didn't get, they didn't get any favors on this one either. They got to go to Lawrence here. Tricky game. This has one possession written all over it. Um, so these, are, these are all these games when we're previewing where it's like, Man, I could go either way on this. Are you going with the Cougs or Jayhawks here in the Big 12 opener? So I'm at, I actually am going to be going with, with BYU in this one. I do think I, – I understand that it's in Kansas. And Kansas is still an up-and-coming football program. Hell of a job Leipold's done. We, you know, we're, we're big fans of him and his coaching philosophy. And he can do great things. And I think that Kansas is in good hands to – to finally be competitive as a football program. However, I think with your the training they do under the elevation, and then I think going to Arkansas the week before and dealing kind of with that swamp and that atmosphere, and then going to Can- – I, I think the fact is you go to a hostile environment like Arkansas, and then you go to Kansas, yeah, you're on the road, but it's not going to be like Arkansas where it's going to seem like – it, it wasn't as hard as it was. And I actually do think BYU gets their first Big 12 win in this game. I'm really torn. I probably lean Jayhawks by a field goal, but I don't I don't love it. So we'll have to have Troy break the tie on that one. Yeah, we, uh, we, we will. We'll have our two out of three format. But dude, I, I, I just think that this is a what this is gonna be this game is gonna reflect exactly what's going to happen the whole big 12 season where it's like, man, this game's going to come down to the wire. Whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win this game. This game to me feels like a 24 17 BYU win. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to flip. I actually, I think BYU can win in the trenches here. I, I, I I do too. Yeah. I think, I think it's early enough. I think they can control the line of scrimmage. So I'll flip here. We don't have to have Troy break the tie. Three and one for the Cougs. Because because just a little kind of heads up too is with with Kansas is obviously they have that week two Illinois then they're at Nevada and I said yeah. this when we were looking at non con game that game feels really weird then they're home against BYU but then they're at Texas and everyone's gonna want to give Texas their best shot going into great angle yeah so. So now we take Kansas over Texas. I'm all for that. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah exactly right. So I I don't know this feel this just to me it feels like a BYU for first win kind of kind of get things right after probably a tough Arkansas game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I bounce back here. So three and one through September. Then we me and you head out to Vegas for the, for a fun weekend, and we mm. get a Friday night game at ten fifteen. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcats, man. Going to Provo, I actually really have a strong side on this game, and I think you do too. Yeah, you're, you're backing your Cougs here on Friday I th- night. I think Cincinnati's going to get crushed. Yeah, I, I think Provo. This is because what people need to realize is this is Provo is. I mean, one look at. The, I mean, it's the most it's the most gorgeous stadium in in college football, at least up there. Uh, I mean, I might be a little biased there. I've seen game after game there, 
it, it, but that that elevation is no joke. I, I I think sometimes when you get later in the season, it it it's overrated because a lot of players are in shape by then. But like starting out in Cincinnati's first game there, it, it, it no, they're they're just not going to win. And it's a short week coming off their Big Twelve opener against Oklahoma, which I think is going to be their Super Bowl max yes. effort game for Cincinnati. I'm with you. I, I think BYU runs the ball down their throat. This is a bad spot for Cincinnati on a short week. So we got them four and one rolling through the Big Twelve to start two and zero. Oh. Then they got to go to Fort Worth. Uh, does their undefeated streak end here? Yes, it does. I think BYU's what lost their last four matchups against TCU, dating back to the Mountain West. Andy Dalton used to light it up on us. Um, we had a couple like us trying to be in a beast. I remember like the late 2000s, 08, around that time, we would try to go undefeated to make a BCS bowl. And it seemed like TCU was always the team to get in the way of that. And then they would be the one going to the BCS bowl and they not only get in our way, but they would kill us. This game being in Fort Worth, good old Mountain West rivalry. Uh, I have TCU winning this game in Fort Worth. I do too. And looking at what TCU has uh, the week before that situationally, um, they got at Iowa state. So coming off a tough road trip, I also think it is a look ahead to K state rematch of the big 12 championship, but I think BYU is going to get caught in uh, Texas on their first trip down there to Fort worth. And and like you said, rematch of all those famous uh, mountain West games with with, uh, Andy Dalton. So yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to reuniting those rivalries. What about the next week when the Red Raiders come to town? This is an interesting game. Okay. Is- I'll, I'll tell you how this game's going to go down, Ryan. This is yeah. this is a classic BYU, BYU just yeah. choked up job. Like, so don't let, let, let's set the scene up a little bit because we've talked about it before. Texas Tech is going to have some experience with elevation as they play at Wyoming to start the season. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're going to know what it's like and how to get prepared to go play up in the mountains too, where they play and how hot Texas gets and will still be this time of year. They'll be well conditioned. The elevation is not a factor in this game. This is going to be one of those games where Texas Tech is going to win 31 28. You're going to look at all the stats at the end of the game and BYU is going to lead everything, everything. And it will find out that BYU had four or five turnovers and the Texas Tech wins on a last second just bullshit field goal that that that's how this game's gonna go it, it's they should they beat texas tech yeah probably but it's just gonna be a good old classic byu choke job i've seen this game a million times i feel i feel like they gotta get this game with what's on deck with at texas and at west virginia back-to-back road spot i'm gonna give them a win so troy will have to break this tie but i'm uh, this is gonna this is kind of how i feel with the kansas game um Actually, I don't think that they're going to beat Kansas and Texas Tech. I think they're going to split those two. So that kind of goes yeah. back to, yeah, we're picking every game, but it also goes to the fact of I can't see them winning both of these games. Mm-hmm. So I'll go loss here um, for the show, and that gets us to three and three. and Sorry, four and three, and they go to Austin for the final time to end October. Can they pull the upset like they did with Taysom Hill when he ended the Mac Brown era? So they'd play Texas really well. They and even when they've lost, they, for some reason in this game, and who is Texas's quarterback? The good old alcoholic Mormon himself, Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, who's it, your coach? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, their coach. Sorry, yeah. pardon me. Yeah. 
Um, BYU's former quarterback is what I meant by this. When I did the preview with Colby, I, I thought BYU was going to be a little streaky like the team last year. But the more and more I've just thought about this game and sat with this game, Ryan, I think I'm going to Benedict myself here. I, I, I'm going to say BYU goes into Austin and like beats it. Texas. I, it, I, I struggle with this one just because I have Texas losing at Houston the week before. So it could be a bounce back um, for the Longhorns. I'll go Longhorns, but I think mm-hmm. it's a close game. I don't think Texas is going to blow yeah. them out because you know what Texas has on deck? They got Kansas State, which could potentially be one and two based off of the preseason rankings, if that means anything. And, so and we're, Yeah. And ahead. here's the thing, too, with BYU is they are a national brand. I know some people find that controversial, but it's not true. Just because you don't see them tailgating doesn't mean they're not there. You're going to see them about an hour, hour and a half before game time, just a blue army roll up through, and you'll be like, where did all these people come where from? Where did all these sober? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they, they yeah. want to go in the stadium for the pregame festivities and all that stuff because they don't drink. What else is there to do? It was like the UFC that they just had here in Salt Lake City. Joe Rogan's like, wow. I've never seen fans here for the early prelims packed. Yeah, they don't drink. What else are they going to do? They might as well enjoy all the entertainment. So they, and especially Texas at Austin, there's, there's some Mormons there, man. They're, they're going to show up. They're going to show up for that game. And, and, you know, especially the Steve Sarkeesian angle one way or another, I'm, I'm talking myself more and more into BYU winning this game against Texas. I'll say Texas wins controversial call. So there you go, Texas fans. I, de- I didn't pick you to lose every game, although <laughs> if Texas loses this game, they could miss a bowl with the way I'm projecting it. <laughs> Everybody's talking about top five national championship. I'm like, I, I don't even know if they'll make a bowl. But uh, all right, so here we go. This could be game of the year for both of these teams, and it's, and it's our teams. Uh, they're going to Morgantown first Saturday in November. Oh, we can't, huh. we can't, can't watch this game because Rush decided on on the wrong date. Um, just kidding. Um, no, you're not. What, you're not wrong. What, they, I'm I'm a little worried with the way the schedule's falling from West Virginia side of things. That this is a desperate spot if they drop the Texas game for BYU in back back road spot. Dude, this is going to be a replay of of the FedEx game. I, I, I'm telling yeah. you right now, this is going to be a close game. This is going to be, you know, BYU's up. Then West Virginia's up. Then West Virginia maybe is up by 10. Then here comes BYU to take the lead last second. And then uh, it, I, I'm, I know for a fact, actually I will bet the money on my wedding day. And this kills me that of course it's in Morgantown. These two teams are playing your first love against your current love. <laughs> um, but maybe in a way there's something, you know, romantic special about that. The old life and new life, you know, you get married, but West Virginia is winning this game. And I'm not even saying that as a fan. I'm saying that because I know BYU. I know West Virginia. I know how this plays out. It's going to be FedEx 2.0 and, and West Virginia is winning this game. No I doubt also, in my mind. I also think this is a hard travel spot for BYU too, where mm-hmm. you got to go to Texas and you got to go back to Utah. Then you go all the way to Morgantown on a back-to-back road spot. You've got three out of four road spots in that month. Yeah, I th- I'm with you. I think our Mountaineers get it done here over over the BYU Cougars. I think it's going to be a close game, like you said. I, I think this is a this is a full-out war. And now it's getting a little dicey on their schedule. They kind of hit the October wall again. Yeah. Yeah. Tends to happen. Seen it. Seen it once. Seen, probably we'll see it again. 
<laughs> no doubt. And so, hey, so that brings us back to Provo for back-to-back home mm-hmm. games. They start off with the Cyclones. Uh, a little unknown history here between these two. Rush, I'll let yes. you explain the history of the Cyclones and Cougars. So back in, what was it, 2015, 16, 17 time, um, BYU was probably about to join the Big 12 in the Iowa State uh, Student Government Association did not want to do that. Um, obviously, uh, I'll keep it simple and I'll, I'll keep it, you know, I don't want to get politics involved, but different, different values. Um, you know, Mormons do their thing. Mormons believe what they believe. And, uh, the government, the student government at Iowa state did not like that. And they were able to prevent BYU from joining the big 12. And because of that, I think when Iowa state goes to Provo, they are going to get their asses kicked. And a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a look-ahead game. This is a look-ahead game for Oklahoma State – excuse me, for Oklahoma next week. Well, Texas is in Ames the following week too. So trust me. You don't think uh, Iowa State wants to kick Texas's butt in Ames the last time that that's going on. So both kind of have that same Texas-Oklahoma plane. So this is not a look-ahead game for either either school. And I know we did the look-ahead episode. So – I I think I went to a game when they played UCLA back in 2008. Max Hall, Austin Cauley, they beat UCLA 59 to nothing. In this game, <laughs> UCLA tried to kick a field goal to prevent the shutout. They missed it. The crowds went nuts. Hell, the dinosaur bones that are under the stadium almost came back alive again. The place was going crazy. I think it's going to be a game like that. I'm with you, especially with what we saw them do last year. They hit the October wall under Sataki once again, but bounce back in November, get right here, finish strong, and I think it starts with a statement game against Iowa State. Now, do they make it two in a row with Oklahoma coming for senior day in Provo? Oh, yes, man. they do. Oh, they yeah. do. They are 2-0 and all-time against Oklahoma. The last time they played Oklahoma, they kicked Sam Bradford's ass in the new Cowboys stadium. That was the first game that was played there before the even Cowboys season kicked off. They, they, they Senior day, last time they play Oklahoma in the Big 12, well, I guess the only time. Uh, and no, I, I, I think they beat Oklahoma here as well. I really do. So I, I'm with you. I, I think this this is an absolute – this is going to be a Saturday 10-15 game, and they're just going to kick their ass. And Oklahoma's walking into a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's going to be out of the Big 12 contention by then. They will yeah. quit on Venables. Last thing they want to do is go to the cold uh, altitude in Provo. And I think BYU just completely puts it on them. And I, I you and I are both on the over already. You have them at seven and four. I have them at six and five headed into Stillwater in the last game. What do you think here? Does Gundy uh, give them a loss or do they make it three in a row to end the season? So I think, I think the question you have for every game at the end of the season is what are teams playing for? Have, has one team already lost it and you have a bunch of guys in the transfer portal? Like what, what's really going on by this? So we'll just put that disclaimer out there. I, I originally, with my preview with Colby and BYU football, I had them losing to Texas and winning this game. I'm actually going to switch that. I think coming off of big games against, you know, if you beat Texas and then, you know, you you beat Crush Iowa State and Provo, you beat Oklahoma. I'm going to say they lose this game against Oklahoma State to go seven and five. Um, But to, to add on is I do think whatever bowl they end up in, 
that they're going to win. BYU is a school that gets up for bowl games. They, they, they live for that stuff. So I know we have to finish regular season, right? So I, I, I have them going seven and five. They'll lose this game to Oklahoma State. But I, I think they'll end up the season at eight and five with whatever bowl they're in. Yeah, I, I got them dropping this one as well. So I got them finishing at six and six, but on the over, headed to a bowl game in their inaugural year in the Big 12. I think that sneak peek to Oklahoma State when we do them, I think there's going to be stakes for Oklahoma State to get to the Big 12 championship. So sure. I think it's it's with, with the way that their schedule falls. So I got them at six and six. You got them at seven and five. We're both on the over. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what do you think the floor is for this team if – Let's say Slovis goes down. Well, yeah. Where could, this, where could this thing spiral? Yeah, Slovis goes down. They're just kind of, you know, they they maybe beat like the Cincinnati's and they, you know, the yeah. the Sam Houston's, but then they don't, you know, have those BYU victories that they have at least a couple times a year over in Oklahoma or a Texas floor. Four. I think they win at least five games. I really do. But I'll, I'll say because of Slovis injuries and sometimes there's just unknown factors involved. Yeah. I'll say their floor is like four wins. I was going to say four. I And not even so much of Slovis. Maybe Slovis just isn't, still doesn't have it. Yeah. Maybe he's still broken. I, but I don't think so. As much as I can't stand the guy after the bullshit he said last year. But um, I, I think four is their, their floor. I think their ceiling is eight. Mm-hmm. maybe even nine in a potential big 12 championship appearance in Dallas. How about you? They're not going to make break, the big 12 champion. Right. A lot. Okay. A lot of things would have to break, right? We keep saying, right. The big 12 is the, uh, the conference of the middle class, right. And the sec is the conference of the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And yep. I think to get to a big 12 championship is you can be nine and three or I get, I get there. Your non-con doesn't affect with, you know, your, your uh, positioning in the big 12 standings, but just for argument of sake, say you end up not with three losses. Right. Um, and maybe one of those losses is Arkansas. Then yeah, maybe BYU sneaks in there with some tiebreakers and stuff. That's what I'm saying. But it actually, I'm coming around to you, but I just don't think this happens this year. Now I do think what you need to do is what we talked about is one, Show that you are a Big 12 team and show that you're here to stay, number one. Number two is really promote at BYU. Because BYU, they have – Mormons have a lot of money. There there is NIL deals. There are NIL companies that will come in and put all the walk-ons on scholarships. There's famous videos of that out there. They, they, They take care of their players at BYU. So I think what BYU needs to do a good job – moving forward of is saying, Hey, we understand the honor code is our downfall or, or or something that people don't necessarily want to abide by, but Hey, you can do it for a year. Just folk. You don't even have to do it for a year. Just do it for the football season. Get to that big 12 championship, upgrade your draft status for a bit. Hey, fucking Jim McMahon did it right. Jim McMahon wasn't Mormon. He was Catholic. And look what he did for the 85 bears. I mean, so, so that's, that's the messaging I would go off of. So for this year is if you can be in the talks to, Hey, this BYU team might sneak into the big 12 championship. They may set themselves up for, for, for years to come in the big 12. I, I, I completely agree. I think, yeah, the, the Arkansas game, if they drop, they still have a shot at it Yeah, because it's not a conference loss, but it, I think, I think, and we've already talked about this when we broke down the schedule of our trap games, games of the year. 
the one thing I can guarantee is we're not going to have two teams penciled in to the Big 12 championship at Dallas headed into the last week. We're definitely going to have scenarios and scenarios and more scenarios headed into that last week with tiebreakers of the of just how even and how much parity there is in the Big 12. And I think that's what BYU ceiling is. Maybe mm-hmm. an eight and four, hell, even a nine and three. If everything breaks right, they protect home field. I wish they did have one more Big 12 home game. If they had five Big 12 home games, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I kind of wish they were playing Baylor this year again too. Like yeah. I, I, I actually love, and you know, they might they might lose that game. Like I said, Baylor's my dark horse this year. But I, you know, I would have rather have taken maybe because I think this game's going to be a loss, a Baylor over playing TCU. Because I, I don't know, though, when Baylor and BYU play, that usually turns out to be a fun game. But we'll definitely set that up for next year, I think. Yeah, no doubt. And, and shit, they might be playing Colorado. You might have They'll, they'll be playing Mountain. Colorado. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, they'll be playing Colorado. Might be Absolutely. playing Utah here soon. <laughs> uh, gee, well, you, you would think so. Yeah. Jeez, Utah. Well, that's a whole other story. Well, Utah, you know, but... hey, here's the reality. Since this is a BYU pod, BYU's got a better brand than Utah. Of course. Utah doesn't like to hear that. You got a national but... championship. Utah fans are the anti-Mormon Mormons. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. Is yep. They're Mormons, but they don't want to like align themselves with Mormon culture, even though it's what they believe. And they kind of want to be the rebels and, you know, be that cruel teenager. Like, oh, I don't... I. You know, I've I, I had a sip of beer the other day, like that type yeah. of mentality. But it's like, don't don't don't. What, what's the saying? Don't uh, despite uh, don't cut your nose to spite cut, your yeah, face. Cut off your face. Uh, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't cut your nose to spite your face. Like, come on, Utah. Like the the holy war is good for you. Like it's good. Yeah. Like so, they're being stubborn to be stubborn. Yeah, that's that's Utah for you. I, the yeah. only thing I, the, uh, what I do respect about Utah though, is they've kept the Utes and the feather. And I, I like when they keep the Indian mascot. So no doubt. Hail to the Redskins. Back, <laughs> baby. Had to throw that in there. there but uh, Hey, we, that is four teams down. I've given, <laughs> I've given out four overs so far in the big 12. Something tells me I'm going to give out all the overs in the basement and then all the <laughs> unders up top. So everybody finishes six and six and we have a 14 way tie where we uh, play marbles to break the tiebreaker. There you go. Have us play like Smash Bros at the <laughs> like the stadium. Like <laughs> that would be no nuts. doubt. Uh, but before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you and all the good work. Yeah, at Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram, and then of course Ryan and I do a West Virginia show. Uh, both alumni from West Virginia. I'm currently living in Morgantown. Um, at yeah. Ryan and Rush Show, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We recently had. Uh, Don Nealon on the show. Don Nealon is the Lavelle Edwards of West Virginia football for, for any of those yeah. BYU fans out there. So uh, go check that out. And um, hey, just just appreciate all the support, everyone. Yep. And hey, make sure you check out all our different platforms. Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, the TCE, SGPN. We all come together on YouTube. Go check out the college football experience with uh, Pick Dundee. He's, uh, he, he's high on this BYU team as well. And uh, go check out the FCS for uh, you Southern Utah fans out there that want to hear yeah. about the Thunderbirds headed in Weber this year. State Ch- too. Yeah, yeah. We all come. All our channels uh, come together at the College Experience on YouTube. That's our platform for all. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast as well. You can check me out on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac. Hey, 
you heard it first, baby. We are on the over for the BYU Cougars in the inaugural year. And hell, if things break right, they may even get to Dallas. Let it ride, baby. Rise and shout. The Cougars are out, baby.